Hey, this is Kyle Turner, the lead pastor of Hillsong, Kansas City. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that it inspires you, encourages you, and most importantly, helps you get closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. Hey, thank you, church, for all that you're doing. Uh, you're making a greater difference than you know. Uh, what a huge honor it is, you know, at Christmas time. You know, Jesus one says better to give uh, than to receive. You know, as a kid, you don't believe that uh, because you just like the gifts. But then as a parent, you really see, man, it's so much better when you get to be the one being generous. And, you know, when I, we had the opportunity this week because um, Todd got stuck in um, the U.S. For, for a season because of quarantine and all that, uh, I had a chance to sit down with him. And when I was able to hand him that check from your generosity last week, um, to see his eyes uh, tear up and mine as well. It really is beautiful. Generosity is a beautiful thing, and I'm so grateful to be leading and pastoring such a generous, beautiful, amazing church. I am so proud of you. Uh, We've almost reached every goal that we set. We're almost there. If you haven't given a heart for the house yet, I encourage you to do so. Uh, Together, we're making a lasting difference in the lives of people we will probably never meet until we go to eternity. So just for a moment, can we just thank God for the opportunities? Thank you for your generosity. You all are... Y'all are amazing and incredible. Uh, hey, we are actually concluding our series on Frontline Faith today. How many have enjoyed Frontline Faith? We go first. Um, no one enjoyed it. Okay, those online right now, you enjoyed it and you loved it. Uh, I just want to read just a little bit of the declaration from that. And um, as we conclude this, I do believe God has positioned the church for such a time as this to do something so significant. 2020 is going to be over. One day soon, the pandemic will be over. But what God builds in us and what God does through us will be lasting, and I even believe eternal. Do you believe that? And it says this in that declaration that the circumstances that come my way can't shake me because I am firm and secure in my faith. Now, that is definitely a faith statement, because I don't know about you, but I feel like about two-thirds of every message I preach in Frontline Faith, I was preaching to moi, myself, because I don't always feel firm, and I don't always feel secure, but crisis gives us an opportunity to rely on Christ. It gives us an opportunity to put our trust in something that is lasting, and I want to speak to just the storms you might be facing, the issues you might be walking through, that God not only has wisdom for you, he's got a grace for you, and he has a plan for you to prevail through whatever pandemic or problem you are facing into his best, and the destiny purpose for your life is not delayed, it is not derailed, it is right on track. I believe that. It says in the book of James chapter one, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But here's the key. When you ask for God's direction, when you ask for God's help, when you ask for God's grace, hey, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. I'll tell you this right now. God knows what you're going through. God will build you even in the middle of what you feel like is a breakdown. God knows your future. God meets you now, even today, even those online. God wants to meet with you now to prepare you for what you have coming next. He won't waste a storm to teach us how strong he is, how good he is, how faithful he is. There's something for us to know and to grow into 
even today. And I want to speak just for a few moments on being secure in the storm. How can you be confident in God's goodness when all you're seeing is rain or pain or problems? How can you have faith when all you're hearing or seeing is fear? How can you have peace when all you're seeing is something that could create anxiety? God knows. Can we pray? Come on, those online, let's all pray together. Lord, we thank you for your word that builds us up, points us to Jesus, never disappoints, and always exposes where we need you more. So expose in our hearts where we've lacked faith, where we've gotten into despair, where we've allowed frustration to rule, and we thank you in replacing of frustration, you're giving us a secure faith. Lord, I know I am preaching to those in the room online who are on and called to the front lines of faith, that we go first so that your kingdom can advance like never before. In Jesus' name, we thank you that we will defeat the Raiders. It's payback day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Maybe the loudest amen I'll get all year is that one right there. How to be secure in the storm. Acts 27, we see the Apostle Paul in a storm, not of his creating. How many of you felt like 2020 is a storm that you didn't create? You didn't start that virus. You didn't <laughs> close down your business. You didn't send your kids. You didn't choose to have your kids home from school. This is all circumstances that have been dictated to you. Now, some storms we do create ourselves. Some storms are our own mistakes. Some storms are our own problems. I think about Samson in the Bible. He's a great representation of someone God was using, but because of his mistakes and his sin, things went undealt with, he created some of his own storms. Apostle Paul did not create the storm. In fact, God speaks to him before they set out on this journey. Paul's going to Rome. He's on trial before Caesar, but God had a master plan. God wanted him in Rome to preach the gospel, to start that church in Rome, and to write the epistles that would be written that we're learning from and leaning into even today. God had a plan through it all, and God warned him and said, hey, you're not to go on this voyage. Tell those that are in charge of the ship to just stay anchored in the port because there's a storm on the horizon. I wish I would have had that kind of prophetic insight from God before 2020 to know how to stay put that this was coming. I didn't, but we've all found ourselves in the storm of circumstances in this world that we live in filled with fear, and yet God has a way for you to be secure even in a storm that isn't your creation. Acts 27 tells us that storms don't play favorites. God was trying to warn them through Paul. They didn't listen. He says this, men, I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous. It will bring great loss to the ship and the cargo and to our own lives also. But those in charge didn't listen. But the centurion, verse 11, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilot and the owner of the ship. I think some storms start when we listen to the wrong voices. I think this year there's a lot of voices and a lot of noise. And depending on where you get your news source from, you're going to be in one storm or another. Make sure that you learn the lesson this year that I am not going to elevate or exalt the voice of anyone else above what God is saying or has said to me. You can be secure in the storm when you tune out all the wrong voices and tune into the one that matters the most. I think storms start when we listen to the wrong voices. It says in verse 12, since the harbor was unsuitable for winter, the majority decided that they would sail on, hoping to reach Phoenix. This is ancient Phoenix, 
not Arizona Phoenix and winter there. I don't know about you, but I'm actually hoping to reach Phoenix to winter there as well. Play some golf in Scottsdale. It's going to be great. Now, he says, this was a harbor in Crete that was facing both southwest and northwest. It says the majority decided. Let me tell you right now, majority is the majority of times wrong. Popular opinion will not bring God progress in your life. Think about the Israelites as they were being taken out of Egypt. Moses was taking the Hebrews into Israel, into the promised land. And the majority of them thought it would be better for them, instead of wandering around for a little bit in freedom, to go live back in slavery. See, the majority opinion should not prevail in your life. Believer, you have a voice from heaven to tune into at any moment. You have the word of God to lead and guide you through any situation. And God's ways will never align with the majority of this world. This is why you've got to learn to find the still, small voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit, and let that be the voice that frames your future and your worldview. It says in verse 13, a gentle south wind began to blow. They thought they had obtained what they wanted, so they weighed anchor, they pulled up anchor, and sailed along the shore of Crete. It's a gentle wind. It felt right. They, they said, okay, this is what we needed to get to what is next. In other words, they were kind of going by their feelings, not by their faith. And your feelings will never forge your faith. I think 2020 has exposed all the feels. How many have had some feels in 2020? Frustration, maybe some anxiety, insecurity, intimidation. How about anger? prejudice, all sorts of feels in 2020. Your faith is not built by your feelings. If you're going to live out your frontline calling as a believer, you've got to learn feelings are good. They're a gift from God, but they cannot be trusted. You need a faith that is tested, tried, and true. Live according to the word. Live according to the voice. Live according to the leadership on the inside of the Holy Spirit, not how you feel. So they're going by their feelings, and all of a sudden, voila, they hit themselves right in the middle, find themselves right in the middle, in verse 14, of a hurricane force called a northeaster. It swept down from the island, and the ship was caught in the storm, and they could not head into the wind. In other words, what started out favorable ended up being a force against them that would stop them from making any progress. Says the first 15, the ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind, so they gave way to it and were driven along. They pulled up their anchor. Paul says, No, keep the anchor down. No, majority of decisions said, No, we're going to lift the anchor up. We're going to try to press through in this storm. Verse 17 says, They let the ship be driven along. Here's a storm warning for you, for your heart, for your soul, as we're going to end out this year, and we're going to end out a year that we want to forget, but we're going to actually learn how to build our faith in a year like this. Here's a storm warning for you. You have to fight the drift. You will never drift towards God's destiny in your life, and I see a whole lot of drift happening. We are drifting away from what we believed in. We're drifting away and this isn't a knock on anybody, but we've drifted away from church. We've drifted away from community. 
We've drifted into strife and fighting with people instead of believing the best. We've drifted into living by our emotions and not living by our faith. And drift happens to all of us. A lot of people are drifting towards separation and marriage. People are drifting towards addictions right now before, and you've got to fight the drift. Do not allow just the circumstances of life to blow you along the journey. You've got to anchor yourself to what is tried and true. You'll never drift towards your dreams. You'll never drift towards God's desire for your life. People are drifting away from faith, drifting away from obedience, drifting away from the truth that they once held onto, they're giving up on. I think we drift away when we just allow circumstances to dictate our feelings and our response instead of living by faith. It says in verse 18, they took a violent battering from the storm. The next day, they began to throw all the cargo overboard. The third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard. Later on, it says that they threw all the food overboard. In other words, everything they needed that got them there, that they would need to get there, they gave up on. Don't discard what got you here. That is a word for someone right now. You've been wanting to give up on something that God's put in your heart. You've been wanting to give up on a God dream. You might want to give it up on a God relationship. You might want to give up on your prayer life or your word life because you haven't seen it working. But do not discard what got you here. You think about the story that the pilot of the ship, the owner of the ship, the ones that were saying, we've got to go through. Why? Because they needed to get that cargo to the destination. But in the middle of the storm, they give up on the very thing that they said mattered the most. Remember what mattered to you in 2019. Remember what mattered to you in your faith in previous seasons. And do not give up on what got you this far. Don't give up on the God that has already brought you through. Hey, guess what? We're coming to the end of November. You know what's after November? December. What's after the end of December? 2021. Maybe the pandemic goes on for a while, but hey, we've already made it this far. You're going to make it all the way through. If you do not discard that which you have, your destiny is defined by the truth that you hold on to, not what you're facing or what you're going through. Don't give up on your dreams because a crisis does not develop your character. It reveals it. This crisis has revealed what we've trusted. And guess what? God will reveal things that are out of alignment with his word and his ways so that he can heal it. God never exposes something that he won't cover. And so if you've had anxiety, insecurity, if there's been fear or strife that's been exposed in this time and this season in this storm, God allowed it to be exposed so that he can restore, so that he can rebuild. And so don't allow this crisis to be wasted. It might have shown some places of your life or your heart where you haven't trusted God. Good news for you and me is that we have the grace of God that meets us where we miss the mark. He brings us back into alignment. But don't miss the education that can only happen through a time of frustration. There's something to be learned and something solid to anchor yourself to even in a season like this. It says in verse 20 that neither the sun nor the stars appeared for many days. That was their navigation tool in that time and day. In other words, they had no way of knowing where they were or where they were headed. So the storm continued raging until they finally gave up all hope of being saved. So what do they gave up on the course? They gave up on the direction. They gave up on the cargo. And then they just gave up on all hope. They began to drift. They, they got into despair. 
Maybe this is speaking to where you're at. You've given up on something that you once held true. I want to encourage you to reevaluate the goodness of your God. In God's kingdom and God's plan, nothing is ever fully dead. Because God, even if something seems dead, is the God of resurrection and life. And if you feel like something has died or been delayed to a point that it'll never come to pass, you're missing a key character and attribute of our God is he's the God that raises things back to life. They have 14 days in total darkness, out lost in the middle of the Mediterranean, being bashed to and fro by the waves. And yet there is one man on the ship who is still in peace. His name is Paul. And compared to every other sailor, even Luke, who's on this journey writing this story, talks about they gave up all hope. But then Paul comes and weighs in and says, I have not given up hope. There was one voice that says, we, who had heard from God, that says, we're going to make it through. Make sure you align yourself with right voices in seasons of struggle or despair. Let me just say this, that the Christmas time and winter time can be the season for many people dealing with family pain, especially this year in isolation and all the insecurity that this year has produced do not do this year, this season alone. Make sure you have a voice from God in your life. You're going to need it. Don't live in isolation. The enemy loves it when we separate and isolate ourselves. That's why the word of God says, hey, all the more you got to keep gathering together. This isn't a, a, a plea for you to be at church. This is about not drifting. Those watching online, don't allow yourself to drift. Those that are in the room, don't allow yourself to drift. This is why we need to rally around the right voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit. For them in that ship, that was the voice of Paul. See, Paul, before they all had given up hope, he had an encounter. An angel showed up and told him that, hey, God has a plan. God's going to see you through. They were afraid that they were going to be dashed against the rocks. In verse 29, they then put their anchors back down for the last bit of hope that they could not be smashed and, and, and the, the ship wouldn't be destroyed. But this is why you need to learn how to anchor to the right things at the right time. In times of storm, in times of struggle, you need to put some weight down in the right place. You need to put the weight of your worry on God's well-capable shoulders. You need to put the weight of your resource that you've been trying to manage or hold on to yourself. You need to learn to trust God in that place in your life. You need to put the weight of your marriage. You need God to be an inter interceder in that place as well. If you're trying to work it all out in your own ability, if you're putting all that weight upon yourself or even somebody else, you're putting that weight in the wrong place. The Bible says in Psalms 46 that you can be still and know that he is God. You, you can be still and there's a time just to still your soul, to still your spirit, to quiet everything else that's being so like noisy and resistant around you and find the voice that matters the most. You can learn the art of standing still and trusting God, putting your weight in the right place. Psalms 127 says, he who puts his trust in God is like Mount Zion. He or she is immovable. In other words, you will not be moved from the mark of your calling or your destiny or your purpose if you put your weight in the right place place. Verse 22, Paul speaks up and everyone's speaking doubt. Everyone's in despair. Everyone's given up. He says, I urge you to keep up your courage. 
because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed, which is kind of a good news, bad news situation there. But he says, don't worry. None of you are going to die. Every one of you will make it through. Your worry won't add, what does the Bible say? It doesn't add a single moment to your life. It doesn't help at all. Your worry doesn't work. Paul says, I don't need worry because I have a word from God. Because the night before, an angel showed up and told him, you're going to make it through. Verse 23, last night, an angel of God, who I serve, stood beside me and says, you're going to make it through. With all the noise and all the fear, all the anxiety, all the insecurity, there is a voice from heaven you can anchor yourself to. This is why I know you're going to survive the storm if you'll do this. You can be secure in this storm if you lean in to the presence of heaven, the Holy Spirit. I think about the story in the gospel. I think it's John 4, might be Mark 4, where the disciples are caught out in a boat with Jesus in a storm. Jesus is asleep. You know the story. They wake up the teacher. They wake up Jesus, and Jesus speaks to the storm in a moment. He says, storm, be still, and it completely calms down. But then Jesus kind of rebukes his disciples. And they say, he's like, where's your faith? And I mean, I don't know about you, but that seems like one of the most challenging things that Jesus ever says. Like, wow. In other words, if you would have had confidence, if you would have spoke to the storm, I, I would have settled it. But you had to wake me up. Good news for them. They had Jesus in the boat. Good news for Paul. He's got the Holy Spirit living on the side of him. And the same spirit that's in Paul is in you and me. Where the disciples had to wake up Jesus in the flesh, the apostles were living by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's the same power you and I have access to every single day of our life. There's the voice in the presence of heaven on the inside of you. You're going to be secure in the storm when you learn to find that voice, listen to that voice, and declare what that voice says to you over your own life and over your own situation. Paul says, this angel stood by me and said, don't be afraid, Paul. You will stand trial before Caesar. In other words, God's plan will prevail. And God has graciously given you the lives of all those who sail with you. How do I know you can be secure in the storms? Because you have a purpose on the earth. You have the presence of the Holy Spirit, the presence of heaven, and you still have a purpose to fulfill on the earth. God wasn't done with Paul yet, and guess what? You're here today, which tells me God's not done with you yet either. If you're still alive, you've got a destiny. If you're still showing up, you've got a God purpose. He still has great things in store for you, so don't give up in despair. Don't cast off that which is valuable. Do not drift away because he has you here for a purpose. I don't believe God created the storm. He wanted to warn them from the storm. I don't believe God created the storm of 2020, the pandemic and all the problems we're facing, but God has a people in the middle of the storm that still have a destiny on the other end. And so don't miss out what he's wanting to teach you, show you, reveal you, and galvanize on the inside of you because you will come through this because your destiny is not delayed. It's not derailed. It is right on time. You have a purpose. So, so keep up your courage. For I have faith, verse 25, in God that it will happen just as he told me. How can you be secure in the storm's final thought? You have a promise-keeping God. He never goes back on his word. Jesus says, heaven and hell will, will, will I mean, heaven and earth will, will pass away before one word from God returns void. 
I'll say this, if you have not anchored yourself to a promise from heaven, a promise in God's word, something is spoken to your heart, it is no wonder you're being tossed to and fro like the wind blows a wave. You need to find something lasting, true, steadfast, faithful. That is your God, and he has made a promise that he would never leave you, never forsake you. He made a promise he'd be with you always. In other words, you have the presence of heaven in your life. He says, I've got great plans in store for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to see you with a hope and an expected end. That promise is true to you in your life. You have a destiny that's still on the horizon, and you've got to anchor yourself to the fact that you have a promise-keeping God. It says in verse 39, as daylight came, in other words, the light finally broke through. They saw a piece of land. They didn't recognize it. They thought, hey, let's run the ship on shore. And they barely made it. It goes on to say, some of them swam. Some of them just held on to pieces of the broken down boat. You might be just barely hanging on today. Guess what? He's still going to see you on the dry land, on a steady, steady future, steady course, a firm foundation. But what I love about this story is although this place where they stopped was not on the journey that they thought, but God knew that's where they would be. What happens if you go on to read the rest of this part and portion of the book of Acts, Acts 27, is that like a revival breaks out. That what they thought was like an end to, to the, the, the voyage, the destruction of the ship, was actually a place that wasn't a detour. It was destiny. And so you might have thought, hey, this is where I'm going. And guess what? Paul still makes it to Rome. But in the delay, there's still a moment of destiny. God brings revival to an unreached people. God starts a, a move of God in that place. So you might not like where you're at. Join the club in 2020. You might feel like this is where it wasn't where I was supposed to be this time this year. I was on my way to this or I was headed there and I, I feel so delayed. God has destiny even in the delays, even in the detours. He's got something great he wants to do in your life even now. Hebrews 6 says that we have a hope that is an anchor for the soul. In other words, with outside everything's going wrong, inside I can be perfectly at peace, perfectly God-confident on the inside. Philippians 1, Paul writes, being confident of this, that he who began a good work, not all around you, a good work in you, a good work in you, will carry it to completion until the day of Jesus, Jesus' return. You might not like what you're facing outwardly. Guess what? Focus on what he's doing inwardly. He's done a good work in you. You've got the presence of heaven. You've got a plan of God, a purpose on the earth for your life. You have a promise keeping God. God meets us where we're at. He understands where we've missed it. You might need to wake up the anchor of the Holy Spirit to anchor your inside world. But I promise you this, you might not like where you have been up to this point, but God will do something beautiful right where you're at, something lasting. What you think is a delay or a detour is actually an opportunity for destiny to happen. You can be secure in your storm because your God has not left you. He has not forsaken you. Drown out every voice that doesn't align with what God's word says about your life and your future. And you will see what happens on the inside of you is way better than what you thought should happen on the outside. Your God, he is the same yesterday, today, 
tomorrow, forever. The same God who was faithful to Paul will be faithful to you. The same God that showed up with miracles and power has not grown weak, he does not get old, he does not sleep, and he does not slumber. He is alive, he is leaning in, he wants to meet with you, he wants to speak truth into your life, he wants to build you up, he wants to encourage you, he wants to empower you, he wants to use you to change the world around you. God knows what he's up to and he cares so deeply about you. Everything else might be shaken. Here's something that's unshakable. God is good. He is faithful. And He loves you with an everlasting love. Do you believe that? Why don't you stand to your feet? I want to pray for you. And then we're going to worship. And I encourage you to worship with great passion. Not because what you maybe like about your current circumstances. Because you need to wake up the Holy Spirit and get a perspective from heaven for your life. And I believe worship wakes up God's voice in our inside world like nothing else. Can I pray for you? Father God, for those online, those in the room, those watching later, wherever this message finds them, let them find you. They do not need my words to lift them up. They need your word. They need your voice. They need the voice of the Holy Spirit. With all the chaos and the noise of this world around us, with all the waves and the wind of the storm of this year, I think they will not be shaken, but they will be stirred up to God confidence that you are with them, you are for them, you're doing something new on the inside of them. God, I thank you their destiny is not delayed, it is right on time. I speak fresh encouragement, the fresh voice of heaven. I think they surround themselves with the right voices, the right people. But Lord, even if it's just you and them against the world, they've got all they need to live out total victory in Jesus' mighty name. Do you believe that?